There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals, and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. I don't know about you, but the healing, the evolution, all of the things that have happened even in the last two weeks have just been insane. For those of you who have been here for a while, you may have noticed that there were a few episodes of this show that have disappeared off of the repertoire, not because I didn't want them to still exist but because they kind of represented a interim moment of healing and self-acceptance and things that I do want to address, but within this container in a way that feels more thought out. (laughs) I don't know. Just to recap, in March of this past year, I made the decision to end this podcast because I felt like it was representative of an old version of me. I wanted to be seen as the new version of me. We moved into our new house, and then the universe just sent me on a whirlwind of healing and uncovering and all the things that I thought I was going to achieve over the summer, all the things I thought I was going to become by the fall. It just looked so much different. And about a month ago, when I was really coming out of this deep, dark, intensive healing, I had so many realizations. And one of those was that I needed to come back to this podcast. I have such beautiful souls in my life who consistently remind me that I was put on this path. I was drawn to this word of enlightenedhood. I was drawn to create this collective, this cooperative of House of Enlightenedhood for a reason. And it's okay to be seen and it's okay to honor that leadership position, which is something I've really been struggling with. But I think now in my healing as House of Enlightenedhood, the cooperative has opened its doors and I am feeling fully in my power. The two paths have kind of reconverged, which is really beautiful and unexpected But the one thing that my guides always remind me is that in the spirit world, in the universe, there is no compartmentalization. We are it all. We are the universe. And to stop putting myself in a box, to stop feeling like I have to label myself or think that I have to show up in a certain way to fit a certain narrative. And I know we're all struggling with that right now. So I feel like you needed to hear it too. 
You may have also noticed that the name of this podcast has changed just a little bit. It is now House of Enlightenedhood, not just Enlightenedhood, because House of Enlightenedhood feels like the container, the safe space, the house for us all to gather and talk about the mysteries of the universe and healing and just be deep and honest with our hearts wide open. It is also the name of the spiritual cooperative that just opened its doors. That is a place for us all to walk the path together, whether you are serving the collective fully in your gifts and want to create a new paradigm of spirituality, one that is disconnected from capitalism and the patriarchy and returns to our hearts and to healing and to shared wisdom. Or if you just want to be part of an online platform and social community where you can find spiritual resources and like-minded people and start to heal yourself and awaken, there is a place for you of House of Enlightenedhood, but that's for another episode. All the information is in the description if you are interested and feel called. But what I have gotten to at this point in my journey is that this space is about frequency and the right people who are holding that frequency and who want to exist in that frequency and are willing to do the work and strip back and show up lovingly in that frequency are the ones who are going to be called there and surrendering to that and letting it go has just been the most empowering thing ever. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today, and I'm just so excited for this new season of my life, of this podcast of House of Enlightenedhood, because my guest today is the first man I've ever had on this podcast. And to be honest with you, I have a lot more interviews with men lined up this season. And it's so beautiful to be able to extend these conversations beyond just having them with other women which has been so healing, but to now be able to integrate the masculine perspective into this conversation, I think is so very important. So without further ado, my guest today is Joshua Michael. Joshua is a shamanic healer and integration coach and a certified holistic lifestyle coach. Joshua helps people create health, vitality, and alignment within their mind, body, spirit, and energy. Joshua used to suffer from autoimmunity, digestive issues, and anxiety and depression, and now guides others to become as healthy and happy as they desire to live their dreams fully. Today, Josh and I are talking about your body as the sacred vessel and why it's really easy in our current narrative of spirituality to get so caught up in the upper chakras and our star origins and ascension without paying attention to the body and how we're healing it and the awareness that we are bringing to it. I'd also like to add that if you would like to watch the video interview of this podcast, you can find that on our new YouTube channel. Do people still make YouTube channels anymore? Am I really behind on this trend? or at the new houseofenlightenedhood.com. This interview, as well as a lot of the interviews this season, I intentionally recorded for my TV show that I really wanted to create, but the universe had other plans and in really guiding me to pull my energy back into House of Enlightenedhood and its mission. And of course, these conversations were always aligned with that. So it is now living here, but I thought it was really cool to have 
the video aspect of this season because it's really nice to see someone and see their essence and their mannerisms. It really helps you to be able to connect with someone. The link to the video will be in the description to this podcast. But again, you can also check it out on YouTube and at houseofenlightenedhood.com. All of this with Josh and more is coming up right after this. House of Enlightenedhood is a spiritual cooperative co-creating a new paradigm of spirituality that returns to our roots. We are a sacred space formed in the union of our soul frequencies. We are a movement to honor and witness the remembrance of our truths. We are a co-creation of divine love. Whether just awakening and in need of support or looking for new ways to serve the collective with your gifts, we invite you to join our heart-centered community. To learn more, visit houseofenlightenedhood.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, I'm super excited. So we were talking about before we started recording that I think is something that I really want to explore because it's come up several times and you're actually the third person I've talked to about this in the past few weeks about honoring this human experience and honoring our body in the sacred container of our body, whether that's the breath or grounding in Mother Earth. And in doing that, we're really opening ourselves up to to so much more in our spiritual experience. So I and I know you and I share a common experience that we went ungrounded for for a yeah. little bit. So could you tell me about, you know, your calling into this this time in your life and what beckoned you to the spiritual experience and kind of how that transition went from from being really ungrounded into this beautiful kind of dichotomy you're in right now between the stars and the earth? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um I feel like the way it kind of unfolded for me is when I was uh younger when when i say younger i mean like six seven years old um i had uh certain experiences that i remember of just like and it's it looks a lot like what a lot of people have experienced in their younger years of like growing up on processed foods and mm. that kind of a thing and i feel like the whole diet and that kind of a thing is like Kind of not swept under the rug, but when it comes to spirituality and the spiritual community, and this isn't a judgment, this is just what I see in a lot of people, is they'll just unconsciously adopt the vegan dogma mm. and believe that that's healthy, right? And I'm not saying that anything about plant-based eating is, is right or wrong, but um, when it comes to diet, I was grown up a lot on processed foods and all of this, and that created a certain way of health. Uh, or I should say disease, you know? Yep. So uh, from the get-go, I was not comfortable and feeling safe in my body because my body was not healthy because of this trauma, because of that experience, you know? And all of these things made me realize or over time that I was not living in my body because my body did not feel like a safe home, you know, because of the way the physical was developed because of the trauma and all these energies, right? And then fast forward to about... I think it was 17, I had my first mushroom experience and it just blasted me open. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? What's this life that I'm living? This doesn't feel in alignment with me and all of this. And then um, I blasted Pandora's box open, so to speak, with this psychedelic experience. And I've had many psychedelic experiences since then. But um, throughout the course of all of that, 
I was like, got super spiritual, so to speak, just meditate, like my whole life became meditation, breath work, journaling, studying, da da da, all of this, right? And um, what I started to realize is I was not really paying attention to my body. Like you said, we live in these higher chakras, we're like, oh my gosh. And I feel like ultimately it's uh, an important part of the path to have that experience and go quote unquote unbalanced for a while to mm -hmm. be able to access that and remember that and connect to that. But then there comes a time when, and necessarily there's not anything we quote unquote need to do, but if we truly want to live the best life possible and honor um, the perfection of divine creation, we're in these bodies and on this planet for a reason. And uh, I mean, to say it simply, um, what feels really true for me is like if we're identifying too much with like, this is my star origin and this is that, this is that, that can very much lead to uh, too far into like the spiritual ego and we're not honoring who we are in this moment yeah. and who we are as a human. Because long story short, it doesn't matter what planet you're from or what this you're from, we're all from source and we're all divine creators, right? So yeah. we're just as much from earth as we are from this and from that and et cetera and et cetera. So the way it kind of unfolded for me is I was living up in these higher chakras and all of this. And my physical experience was reflecting that in the way of I wasn't present and grounded in my physical experience. So then creators like, oh, you're not here? Okay, it doesn't matter what goes on then. And then all this stuff happened and I'm like, well, shit, I should live in my body. And that started to come in the form of, um, this is when I started to realize I really needed to get more, um, quote unquote, serious, not serious, but more intentional about my healing uh, in a real sense of uh, uh, clearing trauma from the body and really listening to my body for the foods that I need to eat, how much food to eat, because um, I feel like what happened for me, and I feel like a lot of people will resonate with this, is um, number one, we have this beautiful expansive experience of where we've been and who we are as souls and the physical body just from that perspective it's denser it's it's denser it's 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 more limiting so to speak at, at the initial like when we compare right because comparison is the thief of joy so we say look at this expansive experience it's never going to touch where i'm at and yeah that's true that's not why we're here comparison we're never going to get there right so um, I kind of found myself going on this journey of how can I make the most of where I'm at, you know, and uh, I started to learn a lot about the fact that from my own experience and my own studying and my own healing, that if we have trauma in the body, we're not going to live in our body because it's like our body is a temple of our soul. And if the body has uncomfortability, pain, crazy vibrations in that way, we're literally not going to live in the body because it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel comfortable, right? So then the question became, how do I make this temple the best freaking temple ever, right? Yeah. So that came in the form of lots of breath work, certain uh, healing modalities with plant medicine and uh, food, because one thing I've realized is the foods that we eat, um, have such a huge play on our vibration and our mental clarity and our emotions and all of that. And I was realizing there was this like connection between the emotional trauma was making me feel unsafe in my body. So then what also happened is I wasn't actually 
listening to my body and eating what my body needed in terms of uh, amount of food and what kinds of food my body was asking for. Because if I did that, then I would be fully in my body and then I would feel the trauma. And it was just this whole negative feedback loop. So then I was like, okay, well, I got to move through this. So then as I started to move through this, um, within all of this, because I could talk forever about this, within all of this, what I've realized is ultimately um, ascension is not about leaving our bodies and living in the higher chakras and woo, being up here. Ascension is about grounding these frequencies in because really what if we look at ascension and really understand that what does that mean what's really going on the planet's vibration is raising so if the planet's vibration is raising then we need to help the planet's vibration raise as a collective and the only way to do that is to bring the frequencies in our bodies and into the earth and the only way to do that is to be in our bodies you know yeah that makes so much sense and i love so much that you said that because i think in our, you know, our current narratives of spirituality, it's so fun to get lost in like the 5D consciousness and ascension and yeah. star seeds and all of that stuff. And I love so much like our, we need the frequency of our bodies to help shift the frequency of the earth and the body is the sacred container in which we do all of that. And it's the conduit or the, yeah. the, the vessel, literally. <laughs> yeah. And I love so much how you approach breath work in such a relatable but sacred way. How did you discover breath work and, you know, how has it changed your life? Oh, yeah. I love breath work. And um, when it comes to breath work for me, um, it started in a really funny way, to be honest with you. When I look back on it, it's like just really random and like, Ultimately, nothing's random, but to my mind, it's like really random. <laughs> but um, so I was uh, a touring musician for about four years when I was younger. So I was a vocalist and I would tour and play these shows and do all of this. And what I started to realize is I wasn't able to uh, finish my parts. And like I would write these awesome songs with all these words and all these cool vocalizations. But then I would get on stage and then I would run out of breath and I wouldn't be able to do them. So then I started to realize this, the band started to realize this. And ultimately I was like, dude, I gotta like work on my vocals. But really what I have to do is work on my breath control to be able to do all of this. So that's what started to bring me awareness into my breath. And then I was like, I stumbled on YouTube to Wim Hof. And then I literally would go into the restroom before a show and do this Wim Hof. And like, that was my pre-show ritual. And that's how it started. And I was like, man, I feel energized. I don't feel stage fright. I'm able to do all my parts. My voice sounds better. I was like, wow. And then just from what Wim Hof talked about of like health and alkalization and all of that, I had a desire in health and wellness, even when I was like so focused on just music, so to speak, um, because of all the physical things that I had experienced and all the physical suffering that I experienced. So I started to adopt this practice in my... Um, everyday life and i started to see my health improve and i started to realize that oh my god my emotional trauma is directly affecting my physical health and uh i was like eating all these really good foods but it wasn't until i started to really understand the flow of energy and all of this that i was able to fully heal many of the things that i was suffering from like autoimmunity and etc so that's kind of how it started five years ago five and a half years ago and uh, then what happened is 
the universe is like, all right, you, you don't need to be touring and doing this band thing anymore. So there was a record contract, but I knew it wasn't right for me. So I quit. And then that just kind of took my attention away from like being on this hamster wheel, so to speak. And then I started to become more and more aware on a deeper level of all these like things I needed to heal that I needed to clean out. So then I started having more connections to my guides. And then I went to my very first retreat with ayahuasca. And then in that I discovered hape, which is a, a plant medicine that is used. Uh, it's a non-psychoactive, it's a really beautiful medicine for like clearing the energy and all of this. And what started to happen is I started to have these connections with archangels and ascended masters and just my higher self. And then the plant teachers, right? Because in the plant medicine tradition, they talk about the plants or the teachers and the healers that we learn from. And then when that happened, there was this huge shift in my breath work where I literally was finding myself, I wasn't just doing Wim Hof anymore. I discovered transformational, holotrophic, shamanic breath work. I mean, there's so many words to describe it, but basically the practice of cyclical breathing for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes, um, which creates a psychedelic, really deep healing. I just found myself where I would like have this calling of, to do this breathwork ceremony. Just It was just me. I wasn't like leading ceremonies or anything. I would literally just like have this calling. And then like I could feel the plants and the spirits of like my guides working with me. And they're like, okay, now you have to sage the room. And now you have to like protect the room and do this and that. And I'm like literally started learning how to run a ceremony just because I needed to heal myself. And that's really where I started to develop this level of, uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, firmness or uh, willingness to move through the things that I was experiencing. Because um, a lot of what can happen, I realize, on this healing journey is uh, we'll be aware of our trauma, but we're, we be, we're just afraid to feel it and really see what that looks like to open that and move through that because we have no idea. Like some, Like I had sexual trauma and... Traumas are intense and painful, right? But I started to feel safe and like supported with this guidance that I had. So I started to move through that. And um, <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend that people just like start diving in and healing on their own in that way. But that's kind of where I found myself, you know? And that's why I choose to do what I do now and helping people move through this because it was really difficult to do on my own. But I did it and I learned a lot, you know? That just brings up for me what Mary Magdalene says about how ascension is within your own heart, going further uh -huh. into your own heart. And so I think that's, you know, a really beautiful full circle about how stepping into this, this you know, spiritually expansive version of us is really looking in the mirror and going deep within the darkness of our own heart and what we've experienced, whether it's just this lifetime or multiple lifetimes, if we're in that stage of remembering. I just had this funny quote pop up as you were talking. Um, I feel like spirituality uh, can be too focused on, and I'm not saying anyone in particular, but just as the collectiveness of like spiritual community, et cetera, can be too focused on like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns Ugh, when yes. we need to look, when we need to balance that with mud and worms and dirt, yes. you know, cause that's just as spiritual. 
I completely agree. And it's that, you know, the, the dichotomy the, of the, the darkness and the light and the grittiness. I found that frustration too with the spiritual community or at least how others perceive the spiritual community that it's like good vibes only. I'm going to decide to become spiritual and now my life is unicorns and rainbows. It's really <laughs> like when you make that decision and you actually look in the mirror, it's probably one of, you know, so deeply painful and traumatic in terms of releasing and alchemizing those traumas that we've kept stored deep in our bodies. And I think it's not work that's for the faint of heart. And it's really a brave act and one of self-love to really look at yourself in that way and choose to face them and choose to to heal them and release them in a way that is empowering and allows you to expand and evolve. Yeah, exactly. And something within all of this that we're talking about that just came in as well is like... Um, I feel like it's it's funny and because like within spirituality, we have all these guides and angels, right? That people talk about and connect with and archangels specifically. And one of the archangels that I resonate with most is Archangel Michael. Um, and uh, I think it's hilarious how we like, how the spiritual community can be all rainbows and unicorns. But then we look at Archangel Michael, for example, or archangels in general, these archetypes, and it's like, why is there these beings of love and light that literally are shield like an armor and carry swords? <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. why is that a thing if everything's unicorn? And then why do we need armor and swords? It's like, yeah. because there's shit and yeah. darkness that goes on. <laughs> I don't know about you, but every time I see Archangel Michael, he's just chopping shit with his sword, just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's I got a way. <laughs> he's he's got an attitude with that sword, and it's amazing. Yeah, the wrathful protectors, you know. The one thing I also love that you said that came to me that I think we also can forget or have amnesia about when we're first waking up to our own power and our, our own divinity is how capable we are to heal ourselves with things that we've overlooked. Going back to this sparkly version of spirituality, I think it's really easy to get distracted by like, ooh, crystals, tarot cards, but wait, we have all of that, you know, capability within our own hearts to sit and look at ourselves. And we have the earth and we have the power of our own breath, which is so deeply healing. And we also have- yeah our guidance from our guides and spirit and we also have the the wisdom and the intelligence of mother earth when you think about it and you remove all that other stuff it's it's so beautiful how how accessible it can become to heal ourselves when everything's right there and literally like the breath is already running through us we just have to bring that awareness back within ourselves mm-hmm and uh, gosh, that that brought up a lot for me to share. Go ahead. <laughs> I love this. Um, so the first thing that comes up is um, within A Course in Miracles, which is also kind of in my mind right now, connecting with like what Joe Dispenza teaches. Mm -hmm. um, a Course in Miracles talks about he true healing is healing of the mind. And if you believe it's something outside of yourself, it's because you don't fully believe and trust in the healing power of the mind and mm -hmm. of God, because all healing is truly of God and creator. And then within that, that parallels with what Joe Dispenza talks about of like all healing comes from belief, right? Mm -hmm. Like if like yes. he, he talked about this story in one of his books where someone had terminal cancer. And then I think it was like Jesus visited them in a vision and oh my gosh. And then their tumors melted off in two, 48 hours, right? Because they believed in Jesus or they believed in this healing ability, right? So it's like, even 
going back to what you said with the crystals and the tarot cards and believe me i got a lot of crystals and a lot of tarot cards (laughs) um even in that um i think the important piece to remember with these kinds of things is number one crystals uh, and i feel like we understand this but we don't fully always like we, we don't always um like bring full conscious awareness to crystals are living beings just like the plants are living beings and the animals are living beings crystals are living beings too and if you meditate and sit in the present and you open your heart you can literally talk to these crystals and have this psychic connection with these crystals so if a crystal is resonating with you think of it more of like hey that person at this coffee shop i'd like to talk with them it's not like oh crystals and it's this thing it's like no these are like beings that want to help and heal us with the breath, um, this is something else I wanted to share. Um, so often, um, the reason why I love the shamanic breath work and just breath work as a whole and bioenergetics and somatic movement and all of this is because um, it's very easy to uh, be unaware of our breath, even when we're trying to be aware of our breath. And what I mean about that is if we sit here right now and we're just like, focus on our breath and we just breathe deeply, and we connect to our breath, right? Um, say we've been holding on to a trauma for 10 years and that's that's causing us to have a certain holding pattern in our nervous system within our solar plexus or something, right? And uh, we're breathing deeply and we're so used to that feeling in our solar plexus from that trauma that we don't even see it and we don't even feel it. And we're like, oh, I'm just breathing deeply. Breath awareness is not the full end-all be-all because breath awareness doesn't bring awareness to the trauma and the things that in which our nervous system are feeling because ultimately it's like if you're here and this is your this is your 100%, right? But really your 100% is up here. You're not going to realize that if you're just creating awareness here, which is like I feel like that would be more of like the feminine pole of healing and like awareness. But it's like, then we can bring more masculine ways of like moving the energy. And that's feminine too, in a sense. But it's like the breath work really helps because it's like we're we're working with our energy and we're actually giving ourselves permission to have a tantrum, have a freak out, yell and scream and cry and punch the pillow and like do all this stuff because that's what's blocking us. It's not because we, if you're building a business, for example, it's not because you're not sending creating enough content or your content's not good enough or this or that it's because you're holding on to emotions and i say that with the most love we just need to move that and then you become a quantum magnet and you literally need do nothing as they say in a course of miracles i need do nothing and then you remember your connection with source and you remember that everything is source as jesus says you become christed when you see the christ in everyone that you meet and everything you experience and then you're just observing then this is goes back to before we started recording we talked about human design the wholeness of human design as the way i understand it is to create a sense of passenger consciousness so in the human design system they have they call it the design they call it the personality and then the magnetic monopole and these three pieces it may sound like what is that but the way he breaks it down is like think of the design your design is this unconscious way in which you are as a being in this vessel and that's like a limousine or a car 
And then the personality is like, I'm Joshua Michael, you're Lena, like whoever we think we are and the way in which we interact and like, I like these books, I like these crystals, like that kind of way, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have the magnetic monopole or our sense of direction and our sense of inner guidance. That's the driver, the, the, just that intuition, that, that direction is the driver of the car. The personality, or we'll say limousine. And then the personality that we think we are and that we are observing and that we're like, so the ego is not a bad thing. The ego is a necessary part of this experience, but within our own path, the ego is just sitting in the back of the limousine observing. And so often what can happen is we think the ego is driving, but really what's happening when we look at it in truth is the ego is in the back of a limousine uh, and can have the tendency to be that asshole that's like, hey, do this and do that and do this. But the magnetic monopole, the sense of direction and intuitive guidance is doing the thing. And it's like, so long as we just like observe and enjoy the ride, we get to where we need to go. And that's mm. the need do nothing. That's what Lao Tzu talked about in Taoism. That's what all these things ultimately lead back to is we are not the doer. The doer is source. And source isn't even the doer. Source is the happening. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that goes deep. But it's true. It's really, you know, we're here to observe and let things flow through us. But in our own healing work are acquiring these tools to allow that to happen. Because I think when there's so much blocks and shit in the way that that flow stops very much like a river. Yeah. Yes. I always talk about the river analogy. It's the masculine tools that are, you know, doing the work to pull out the the sticks and the rocks and the beaver dams to help the the river flow. Exactly. Well, you just hit the nail on the head. Exactly. My I job. love that you brought that up because I literally always bring that up. Like it's a river. It's literally a river. It's funny because my analogy that my guide showed me was like a hoarder's living room with just stacked up boxes and the work is like clearing out box by box to create space to know, you know. That's a good like one too. Your Marie Kondo-esque living room. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even better, so to speak, in the sense of like understanding that this is our home, this body is our home. And if our living room's full of shit, we're never going to want to be in the living room. Yep. And we don't even know that we have a whole bookshelf with crystals and, and tarot cards on yep. it because there's all these fucking boxes covering it. Yep. And just decades. Like, I don't need that stuff anymore, but it's like deeply piled under all these other boxes that I didn't even know I had until I actually looked. Whew. Yep. Beautiful. So much work. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on my show. I like to end with wise words for anyone listening who just needs you know, that encouragement to step into their best selves today. What are your wise words to end on? I mean, to put very simply, this is for those listening and just for everyone that's tuning into this. You are the medicine. You are the creator of your experience and you have the ability to choose what you want to experience and what you don't want to experience. You are the only one that can save yourself. You are the only one that can say it's time to heal. You are the only one that says, enough is enough and let's do something different so remember that whether you have a coach or a healer or you go to a ceremony or whatever that looks like those are just mirrors and reflections for your own empowerment and your own divinity and no one outside of you is ever ever going to heal you because they can't 
No one can give you anything. No one can heal you. No one can take care of you. And that belief is going to keep you blocked until you remember you are this healer. You are the savior. You are your own. You are the medicine. And lastly, tell everyone where they can find you and what you are working on at the moment. Awesome. So um, I find myself uh, really kind of going a lot on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram at JoshuaMichael1147. And uh, as far as what I'm working on right now, um, I just opened a new program called the Miracle Medicine Mentorship. And it's a three-month program to really teach you all the things that we've been talking about today in terms of grounding and integrating. And when I say integrating, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to have had a plant medicine experience. But if you did, that's even better, so to speak, because that's more integration, teaching us how to fully be in our grounded human experience, how to work with our guides and how to clean the slate with our connection to God, to creator, and ultimately step into this fullness of joy and peace and abundance and like enjoyment of this experience and seeing that reflected and grounded in instead of dreaming and having a dream. What about like, we're just living that. And that's ultimately what this is about. And you can find more about that on my Instagram. And uh, I'd love for you to just, just send me a message and let, let's connect. I love connecting. And yeah, so that's where you can find me and what's going on in my world. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. I've loved this. This is great. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenedhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at IamLenaLemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls.